What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is not a developing third world nation. This is Europe. These are prosperous middle class people. These are not people trying to get away from areas in North Africa. They look like any European family that you would live next door to. What could be a difference here from other conflicts, you know, that could seem very far away, you know, in Africa or Middle East or whatever. I mean, these are Europeans that we're seeing uh, being killed. This isn't a place, with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan. You know, this is a relatively civilized, uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words carefully too, uh, city where you wouldn't expect that or hope that it's going to happen. Welcome back, guys, to The Social Work Race. Um, I want to, firstly, before I get into this very, very, mm, for me, heated topic, I want to thank you first for joining again and sharing as you have been. Um, Would love to get your feedback on the show through uh, my email, uh, thesocialworkrace at gmail.com. You can't forget that, right? Yeah. Um, thank you for... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to dive straight in. So I've given you the thanks. I've given you the contact and I'm trying to dive straight into this topic. This has been an extremely mm, frustrating topic to watch and even produce for this show. And I felt that this topic was very relevant to especially social workers but anyone on the front line okay this this is a man and it's current so what's the date the date is the 6th of april 2022 so that's how current we are okay and this is and, and i've entitled it ukraine what do minorities here this is not a message for ukrainians this is uh, a message to the front line this is a message to the british public this is a message to government 
This is a message to you. I want you to think about something here. Check this out. Um, there's rumours of a thermobaric bomb, which is a sort of vacuum bomb, which, to be fair, the US has used before in Afghanistan, but the idea of it being used in Europe is, is, is stomach-churning. Stomach-churning? Why? It's stomach-churning. Now, look, I don't think for one second... I don't remember his name, this presenter. He's been around for years. I don't think for one second this guy's racist. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just don't think that he may have unconscious racism or unconscious bias. But I don't think he's racist. I'm not. I'm pointing at him because he's out there. I'm pointing at his, his post because he's out there. There's a very brief post and one of many posts that had very small but potent uh, commentary on what's going on in Ukraine. Um, and so what I want to look at, I'll, I'll give you a synopsis of what we want to look at in this session. It's really important that we kind of think about this because, well, if it's causing my blood to boil and I think I'm quite reasonable, then you can imagine how other people are feeling, right? Um, we are looking at you, our, oh wow, okay. We're pushing for Ukrainians to come to this country. We're paying people to take Ukrainian refugees in. And obviously the question is raised, what about other nations and minorities who are also in the UK who also have family abroad in countries that we and America are bombing as we speak okay and the question really is how do my or it's two questions how do minorities see us and how do you think minorities think you see them as a professional it leads on to the other questioner what are dark-skinned minorities hearing beyond the surface language what impression are they we getting Somalia was bombed recently by America what do they hear when we try to convince them to take vaccines when we try to convince them to integrate when we try to, in social services, when we say we're going to help, what do you think they have heard and are hearing right now? Why do you think we're treating people, Ukrainian refugees, differently to others before? Any more good idea? Yes, the lady in the red. I think it's pretty apparent. It's to do with colour. It's, it's played as simple as that. You spoke about we'll treat everybody equal. You're just going to do a new form and a new line for Ukrainians and I, you know my heart goes out to Ukrainians I work I volunteer for a refugee charity when we go on Facebook and we ask people for charity we have to say it's for vulnerable people if we say Syrians Afghanis we don't get those donations okay and that's the reality and we're, we're, we're just not recognizing that we're when we see the media we like to civilize people blonde hair blue-eyed it's disgraceful okay. absolutely disgraceful people don't mind taking Russian money do they many Richard people Wilson. on this panel have yeah, I mean, forget the last bit about the accusation about Russian money. I don't care about that bit. The, the, the truth is that when I watch the news, when I watch the news, I'm thinking, well, what's all the attention for Ukrainians? Now, I know that there's a deeper and more broader 
political narrative going on. But the effort that is being made for Ukrainians to come to my country, uh, I, I, in, in, in many respects, you know, I don't care where you're from. If you're in need, come to my country. If we have space, we should take you. And if we have facilities and ability to take you, we should. That's what we do. Um, as good people, we don't always do it, though. And my question again is, what, what do you think I'm hearing? And how do you think I feel about this? We've raised a lot of money. Um, I've seen charities set up to bring Ukrainians here. Great. Um, the call to support is in the news constantly. And, you know, we've been in Afghanistan for over 20 years. Bombing schools and buildings and the streets we've got soldiers over there and they're running in people's houses and terrorizing looking for terrorizing whole neighborhoods looking for one or two extremists how, how can we do that we did it uh we, we we've done this um we, well, we've, we've done this in a number of countries over the years and even if it wasn't true even if it wasn't true um, about racism, I have nothing else to conclude other than that. It's the color of my skin. I have nothing else. And I'm willing to accept just to give anybody the benefit of the doubt that it's not about the color of my skin. But I can tell you the response is astounding. I'm watching videos where I wish I could have located it, but I just thought, let me just do this now. I've heard videos talking about how this is not Africa. This is a civilized country. <laughs> you know, it, it, it indi the language betrays and it indicates perspective how do you see different people yeah and so I am I am livid as I watch the news because there are a lot of people out there for at least decades who have been crying out for help and we haven't responded but England didn't even, their government didn't, they didn't even wait. They went and put this narrative out there that these people need help. And so my question to you is, if I'm watching this as a minority, what do you think I'm thinking? I need you to, what's the word I'm looking for? I need you to step into my shoes. There's a word I'm looking for. Um, to, to, to step into my shoes and ask yourself the question because you will as a social worker at least be assessing a, a, a family a minority family what do you think I think about you if you're white or what do you think I think about you as a government official because that's what we are we work for the government and how then might that impact how I relate to you I think it's important for you to explore that as a professional, to consider 
how I feel. Um, we really do have to look at this situation, and especially if you are uh, a white, can I say this, a white social worker, um, I want you to consider, if you haven't already, that beneath our smiles as minorities, there is distrust. Not for everyone, but it's there. Because we live in a world where this narrative is already formed in our heads. So, we've already concluded that we are of less value. Black teenagers convicted of homicide are given disproportionately longer prison sentences than their white peers. 52% uh, of white youths were convicted of manslaughter as opposed to murder, usually leading to a shorter sentence. This applied to just 30% of black children. Of those convictions, 23% of black youths were given 10 years to life while no white teens were sentenced to more than a decade. More than half of white children received less than four years, compared to just 5% of their black peers. However, it was also acknowledged that black teens were more likely to plead not guilty, which can mean a harsher sentence if convicted. To discuss the possibility of racial bias in the justice system, I spoke to the Director of Liberty Law Solicitors, Attic Malik. He told me the problem is a lack of trust in the communities. Black teens are receiving harsher sentences convictions for harsher offences in comparison to the white counterparts. And what is particularly worrying is that in 2018, this is not the first time that we've heard this narrative. Unconscious bias has, it's like a cancer, it has tentacles, it spreads. And so what we're looking at here is not just about, oh, well, there, there is a priority for a particular set of people. But what is that based on? And what impact, what do you think minorities see when we see that? Now, I can tell you this, I've worked in different boroughs and counties. You've seen it, you've heard it in my other podcasts that I've seen the difference in sentencing with my own eyes, white boys versus black boys. Typically boys because it's most of them in the criminal justice system, which is where I used to work. I've seen it with my own eyes. And it bothers me. And I've had conversations around it as well with people that I've worked with. And again, this comes down to a, oh wow, uh, um, this comes down to what I think is the issue. I think that, you know, the majority group, which is white people, and by, I don't by all mean, uh, by, I don't in any way hate anyone for the color of their skin i'm just telling you how i might feel as a minority so i don't want anyone to think that i hate white people that's it's far from the case um and i don't want to have to say that again either um but but you know if we listen to this in context but white people are the majority group and they are in a position of power and so i think that judges and other professionals see their own children, see their mothers and their fathers, whoever they're representing, they see them first. It's not all white people, but I think that that is the majority. Now, I've seen sentencing dif uh, disparity, and you just heard it in that report. The numbers speak for themselves. Why are black people being sentenced more harshly, by far, by a massive gap 
massive difference than their white counterparts for the same thing. Why is that happening? And that's because, in my opinion, there is a, a deep level of unconscious bias, which I'm sure that the government's working on, because I've seen some of that. But it, it, it's work that needs to be much more rigorous and extensive than what it is. Because there are people in prison, unfairly, really. And then this would lead us to ask the question, how am I affected as a professional by unconscious bias? What unconscious bias do I have? Whether I'm black or white, I must have some. Of course I do. And it's something I'm aware of and I'm honest enough to talk about. Now you can bet I come from a West Indian home. I have a vast West Indian family system. And I've heard many conversations. So I've been exposed to and still hold in some capacity some views that you might not like. But they're views that I'm addressing. I'm happy to have that conversation. Um, I can only imagine service users might just not be, might not be, uh, who have been on the real dark end of receiving some level of discrimination based on the colour of their skin treatment. Um, I've recently seen that in a case I'm working on and I, I just want you to know it's, it's ugly. And what does that feel like when your hands are tied behind the back, your back because or you feel it's just the, Im the impression that's left on you. You feel your perception is that you're worth less. How do you respond to professionals and how am I dealing with that as a professional or as a white person? How am I dealing with that? I have to go in with this in mind when I'm supporting a family or a young person or, you know, a, a family with a strong culture, I have to put in my mind, they may not like me because of how they might think I think about them. Therefore, they are placing a lower value on themselves and that can be really frustrating and it can be a barrier to their engagement with us. And so the best thing I could do is treat them with love and respect. That, that, that's my strong advice and that's something I'm, what I'm talking to you about now is something I'm always working on are we checking our unconscious bias what do you believe about specific groups and I think it's a conversation you can either have at work or have by yourself or with your partner or with your friends have a conversation what are my unconscious biases and how am I going to check them because I've read assessments that are, you can just tell that the assessor had bias, stereotypes, prejudice. And in a sense, they've discriminated because they've written it down on paper what they think about a family and the risks based on movies. You know, what are they based on? Um, they, I've come to the end of it. It was a real rant, yeah? As I watch the news, blood boils. Because I'm not thinking about what we are doing for Ukraine. I'm thinking about what we are not doing for those who were first in the queue. What message is that sending to me? And there isn't a politician yet. Maybe David Lammy's probably said because he does. He, he's typically on it. But I haven't heard any other politicians really address this. And it'd be nice. So, to all you social workers out there, 
can I encourage you to check yourself? Wherever you're from, um, if it's not the color of your skin, it's your badge, you're a social worker, there is prejudice toward you, naturally. Check your biases and check how you're fueling that and how you can dispense that fear and frustration from the service user. Look after yourselves. Till next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.